to uh, another special Scots We Hate podcast. Uh, we're down in Dunoon and I am joined by Kirsty Law. Hello, Kirsty. Hello. And we're here to talk about exposure. You can see some of it uh, behind us, but it's only a, a, a small example of what's on. It's, um, well, you tell us what exposure is, Kirsty. That's the best thing to do. Well, first of all, I should probably say that exposure. Um, the actual artwork is not my artwork. Yes. I have the great privilege of producing this show in my capacity as Helm Arts, uh, which is my sort of arts company, my arts production company. Um, uh, the work on the walls of the gallery, um, which is painting, photography, there's poetry, film, um, uh, that is done by Giles Perring and Andy Metcalf. Giles Perring is based on the Isle of Jura. He's the photographer. Um, he's written the poems, and this is uh, and they've collaboratively made the films together. He's also a sound artist, and there's immersive uh, sound which you have uh, just gone around the exhibition yourself Absolutely. with these headphones on. So that's what Giles has done, and uh, Andy is the painter, the, the painter of this uh, great big piece that we can see behind us, um, and lots of the other works that are are in the gallery. But this is really a collaborative process that they've worked together on for almost three years. Right. Yeah. So take us back to the beginning then on their behalf, if you like. How did uh, the idea of exposure come about? Well, Annie and Giles know each other from working together about 30 years ago on uh, a documentary. So Andy used to be a documentary maker for Channel 4 and he worked for the BBC and um, then about 30 years, and he worked with Giles in that time and then about 30 years later they ran into each other in, in a tube station in London and um, uh, Giles kind of went, are you Andy Rick? <laughs> and they started chatting again and decided, uh, had some really good conversation and decided that they wanted to start trying to make something together. Um, Giles' background is um, in quite experimental music, quite interactive music, soundscape. Um, he's also just like a really great performing musician. And he also has taken photographs for many years. And this is actually really his kind of first big exhibition of photographs. Yeah. Um, so this is like a kind of new chapter in that way. Um, and this is also Andy's first exhibition in Scotland. Oh. So it's kind of new things. Um, for both of them in that in that way, um, but uh, yeah, so they have um, created this exhibition, uh, and its first installation is at Dunoonborough Hall on the tour that we are that we are doing. But so, what is the tour so people uh, can catch it? Elsewhere? So the tour is it's in Dunoon in this room here uh, from uh, well until uh, the. 18th of July mm -hmm. and then we'll be heading up to the Isle of Lewis to quite a different venue to uh, a disused free church on the wild west side of the island out on a headland um, and uh, the building is really kind of bare bones right. and we're going to put the exhibition up in there and um, and have people come along to it and it's going to and that will almost be like the church itself will almost be uh, like part of the artwork in, in that instance. It'll be a kind of quite a destination ex exhibition in that instance. And then we're going to move to the cities and we're going to go to Edinburgh to the Scottish Storytelling Centre um, and uh, have a, kind of a whole different type of exhibition using the same material there. And then we're going to go to Civic House 
uh, in Glasgow, in the north of Glasgow, um, right. run by Agile City, which is a new uh, new venue for them. It's only been kind of up and going about 18 months or oh, so, just over. Um, so they've, they're just renovating that just now. And uh, yeah, they're kind of a contemporary art collective that does all kinds of exciting things. It's in a building that used to be a press for kind of like unionist paper, like, and oh, stuff okay. like that. I think that's right. Yeah. I must go and check that out. It's yeah, it's a cool space. It's a cool space, and um, and we're gonna have uh, the main downstairs gallery space um, to have put exposure in. So it's really interesting having the show in all of these very different places that have very different audiences that come from all these different perspectives. So since we're in Dunoon, why choose Dunoon as a as a first stop, if you like? Well. I think it was quite important to Gerald and Andy that the experience on Judah, so they made the, they made all this work kind of um, through a series of residencies yeah. on Judah together. And I think it was quite important for them not to just mine that experience there and then take it off to other places and and show other people uh, like in, in very different places that mm -hmm. there um Danun is it's part of Argyle um and it's not really that far as the crow flies anyway yes. um from Jura um and so it's um, easier to get to it's, it's not as easy to get to but it's uh you know there are similar kind of communities around mm -hmm. here and uh being part of that conversation is kind of is, is important to, to them as well as taking the exhibition to, as I said, no, different perspectives. Absolutely, because it's interesting kind of coming down the Firth of Clyde and then getting off the ferry and coming in and then coming into the exhibition where you have photographs of perhaps of Jura and, you know, other things which relate to the kind of island life. There is a kind of mm. um, a relationship, I think, there. So how did you get involved then? Because you say Helm Arts, but you're also just seen films and you're reading some of the poetry. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been I've been roped in <laughs> I've been roped into the films. Uh, well, to be honest, at first, um, like a few years ago when this started off, um, I was kind of in conversation with Giles. I know Giles really well from working together musically. Um, so I'm a musician as well, and I work and I've worked with him as a performer uh, in multimedia kind of shows, um, but performative shows rather than visual art shows. Anyway, um, I started chatting to him and Andy about exposure and kind of uh, what they wanted to do with the show and was sort of part of the, part of the conversations in which they were conceiving of this idea. Um, and there might have at one point been a notion that I might have uh, creatively been involved, but that wasn't really how things ended yeah, up okay. going, um, what was work I had on and, 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 uh, and just they started getting really down this path of creating this material and that seemed to be like a really like a good path to go down. Sure. Um, but a little bit later on when it really started to get legs, when it started to really consolidate as a project and look like something that could tour, um, I was in the process of farming um, Helm Art, my uh, arts production company and I kind of said to them, well, if you need a hand, <laughs> I'd love to be involved, you know, and, um, and so, yeah, here I am and I'm talking on their behalf. <laughs> um, 
Well, let's talk a little more there, perhaps, since they aren't here. That's a little bit about the, the themes. Um, you know, we mentioned some of the aspects of it, but what were the kind of themes behind the exhibition? So, a lot of the themes behind this exhibition, so it's, there was a, maybe about five to seven kind of residencies almost taking part on Judah, where um, they spent time together on Judah, kind of exploring the landscape, having discussions. Uh, Andy spent time painting on Judah, obviously Giles spent a lot of his time kind of taking photographs around um, in the landscape and uh, and a lot of the things that started to come up for each of them was this interaction between the the landscape, the kind of brute nature of the landscape, it's quite a well, exposed landscape on Judah and um, uh, that and, and feeling quite Fragile yep. in your humanity, that and also, um, so Giles for years has been making work that goes, uh, that explores ideas of isolation and um, connection over distance um, and being in this in this kind of slightly more isolated place, but also questioning what it actually means to be remote, and so all of these things were coming into. Um, their discussions around exposure. Andy, who's much more used to this, so he lives in London. Yeah. He lives uh, kind of in the middle of London, and so Judah is a very different la uh, landscape for him, and so he's reacting to to all of that, and a lot of that kind of comes up in the paintings. And um, uh, he really felt like he was the um, he was injecting a lot of the kind of figure, slightly more figurative, like this, this is probably the most figurative piece yeah. in, the, in the show. Um, uh, he was interested in exploring the, the real kind of tactile sort of human interaction with those landscapes. And a lot of that you can sort of just sort of see, even in the, the abstract pieces are very textural um, and you can tell that they've been made by you know, human hands yes, and marks and things. And, um, and uh, so really they were both responding to, to this experience and these conversations, this creative dialogue that they had together. Um, and it's about, yeah, that relationship with, between humans and their environment, so that kind of brute landscape, but also the fragility of the environment and the power of, of humanity, I think, as well. There's, there's, there's definitely a kind of a bit of give and take in that, in it. For me, for me certainly, anyway, um, that's often what I get from it. There's an interesting uh, contrast, actually, uh, uh, between the paintings and the photography, because as you say, these are the paintings themselves are very tactile. You can see the brush strokes. You can see them absolutely three D almost. Mm. And then you've got these incredible pictures of the landscape, a lot of them, uh, not all of them, but, um, but by machine. So you've got this flat sheen of them, and actually that contrasts really well. And then you've got this other aspect, which are the films, which you see at the end, lunging yeah. through, and seeing the rest of the exhibition, you've got the films. So what was the thinking behind those? So, I mean, in terms of, I think it's, Like in terms of what you were describing there, um, in terms of this contrast that sort of happens out here, and then there's you kind of go into the films, and even though you don't have the textual nature of the paintings, what you have is Andy's perspective and this very human element, um, the recitation of poetry, the, the people mm. in some of the films, um, 
you know, the ferry goes past at one point. You know, like there's this, uh, it kind of comes together in a way in those films at the end. Yeah. Um, and uh, of course, behind me here as well, I don't know if it's in shot, we have the Henge, which is this large installation, which is kind of in amongst all of these different experiences and contrasts and things. It's almost like uh, Andy wants to describe it to me as sort of the Kamai in the storm. Yeah. Like, it, it's quite, it's almost quite therapeutic to go in there and it's, uh, and there's that have this sort of quiet space and that's what building the structure um, was about and that structure is uh, designed by um, Paddy Perring who's Jen's uh, son who lives in London oh. and is an architect. And uh, some of the front, did you say the, the, the ferry coming into shot? I was talking with it with you and it kind of reminded me of the beginning of Star Wars when the, <laughs> when the you know, because it's huge. And you know, with yeah. it, compared to the backdrop, you've got, as you say, it really makes quite a, an impact because you've got this human element, some, you know, yeah. hoving into view somehow. Yeah, and it's, yeah, starting off, it's a, it's a great shot, starting off with that landscape. Um, Behind and the and the sound uh, of Isla and then the Finn Wagon kind of comes into shot and it is it's it's huge, bigger, huge. And bigger and bigger and it's like huge kind of metal um very sleek uh very and there there definitely is something like oh man has arrived yes, you know yeah, like um, absolutely um, and uh, so yeah it's definitely uh, introducing that relationship in a in a slightly different way to maybe something like this which seems a lot more perhaps uh, about maybe the, the fragility of human nature in a great landscape whereas, whereas you know, that's a slightly different uh, dimension is when the, you know, that, the huge kind of ship comes through across the landscape and it's a, yeah, it's a great shot. And we've mentioned a, a, um, a couple of other aspects but we haven't been into them in detail. One is the poetry which is on mm. the wall. Um, so whose poetry is... So Giles Penning wrote the poems, the same guy who did the photographs, and um, uh, the poetry, um, so Giles is kind of, is a composer of music and songs, things like that, but the, um, uh, he is known to write poems as well, and uh, these two here um, are, are ones that he kind of was, just felt inspired, compelled to write, um, through this creative dialogue of exposure, a fly in amber um, is uh, is a song as well, and that's in one of the films sung by Melanie Pappenheim. Yeah. And um, that really relates to um, a lot of the history of the built structures. I think on Judah, mm -hmm. there's uh, and kind of the and memory, a big element of Giles' work. Kind of throughout all the different mediums that he works in his memory um and so that's kind of a big part of that notes on a piano is the other one that's over here and it's got three images with it yeah. notes on a piano um is actually the kind of distillation of an essay that giles wrote um uh, after coming across this uh kind of crumbling piano in a buyer uh near his own house on jura and um there was this uh, piano that was just kind of rotting and yeah. back into the landscape and uh, you know, Giles has a lot of um, knowledge about about musical history and, and how and what the different what kind of 
but how, how big a marker in history the piano has been in the development of the music industry right. and, um, and the commodification of music and uh, the history that it has of all the incredible materials it's been made out of, I mean, ivory from elephants mm -hmm. and all of these things and then, um, and then, you know, he goes into this bio and it's all just disintegrating back into the ground and it was, it was kind of, it was an interesting um, topic, it was an interesting kind of uh, thing to, to think about, to discuss and um, it ended up distilling down into, into this poem um, which he ended up getting me to read on yeah. the film. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, which was a real pleasure, actually. And um, uh, so seeing the piano with this almost kind of alive thing, which it feels like it is when you play a piano, yeah. you know? And, um, and, yeah, as I was telling you earlier, I mean, Giles is the piano teacher on Jura, and uh, he plays the piano, so finding this piano at a bar was quite emotional for him, sure. fascinating and um, and you know as well as uh, as well as a, an instrument to create music, you know, it's a machine, you know. Um, so it was just like all quite fascinating and then one day he came uh, he went to go photograph the piano again and he found that the crofter had taken it out the buyer and torched it and then it snowed. So there was all of this ash and snow and bits of piano in all different ways and so he's got some pretty spectacular photographs of that yeah, as well yeah. of a kind of piano at the end of its life. Um, so the notes on a piano really kind of get... Uh, it's a very moving piece actually and um, almost this kind of, as you say, cremation at the end of this yeah, thing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> and talking about the music, you mentioned at the beginning when people come in they get headphones. Is that Giles music that's playing? So that's a really interesting... Um, soundtrack that what you're hearing in your ears is the sound of something called the world organ this is an outside instrument that giles has installed in his garden on jura at the land at the back of his house on jura and um the world organ is a series of tubes um with microphones in the bottom um and each of the tubes is kind of tuned to a different note and um, and then, like a pipe organ, the elements play the instrument. So at one point on the um, at one point on the soundtrack, there's actually a a, a snowstorm uh, happens. There's a big storm happens. I can't remember which particular one it was. One of the ones that has a name. Uh, but um, and he recorded that and the sounds that it was making and the, yeah. the notes that were being recorded by the wind and it's quite it's quite um spectacular but sometimes you just get a a brief uh little gentle sound of some of the notes and then you'll hear a, some birds and a far off just a cow or some sheep you know or um, or you know if, if insects come close up then you get some of that as well and it can be amazing so i've been in the garden stood next to the the world organ and you've got all the signs of the environment around but then when you put when you if you were to record that same moment it all of a sudden becomes heightened and you've got these notes and it's so it's it's not just the same as kind of like a field recording it really is the, the sound as heard through the world organ and that's the sounds that um, accompany the whole exhibition and are particularly effective i think um 
for the paintings in the hedge. So um, this series in the hedge yeah. is called Sounds Off, and Andy painted them whilst listening to some of these recordings from the world organ. Um, uh, yeah, and kind of came up with, with this series of paintings that are kind of surround you in this immersive way like the sound does. So almost like ambient paintings. Ambient know. paintings, yes. <laughs> but, but the music does absolutely work because it kind of, like the best ambient stuff, you're not really aware of it and it helps you to focus on what you're viewing and it kind of really works in well together. And then you get this odd thing when you take them off and you hear seagulls outside in the noon and you think, is that part of it? Am I hearing that? Is that the real world? But it is lovely to get, what I think the best exhibitions do actually when you walk in off the street is that they take you somewhere else and really, you know, transport you and that's certainly what uh, uh, this exhibition does. Great, well, glad to hear. And people are watching the video, and uh, yeah, this is watch the video, don't just listen to the podcast because you'll see some examples of it and uh, some of the visuals as well. But Kirsty, thanks so much for taking time to have a chat. Thanks so much for coming and having a look at the exhibition, it's so nice to see you around. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad you asked us to come down because it's fantastic. So everyone should go and check out Exposure when it comes to a, a hall near you. Yes. <laughs> And we'll be back soon, I believe, with someone, maybe not in video, but who knows, completely different. Cheers. Yeah.